You're listening to the Power Gold Podcast, bringing you the latest tips, tricks, and strategies for making gold in World of Warcraft. I'm your host, Jim Youngkin, and now, on with the show! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Power Gold Podcast, episode number 91. It's Jim. Welcome, everybody, to the show. All right, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it this week. Um, We have been on Thanksgiving break for the last few days, which means that we've had quite a bit more time to play than we normally would, and than we normally will, but we wanted to take the chance to actually um, play the game, you know, as much as we could, within reason, and, uh, and you know, just get to know what, 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 what's going on in the game as, as far as we can, because we are, we were coming from pretty far behind. God, you're going to ruin our blinds. We're coming up. We're coming to you this morning from the front room because we have portable recorder and because last time we realized that having the recording with this recorder in the office with the computer was not a good thing. So here we are now. Okay. So we did quite a few posts over the last few days. Um... I'm just going to talk about a few of those. Uh, we did one post called Garrison's Casinos and Lawnmower Races, where we kind of had a catharsis moment, where we kind of came to terms with the fact that although we originally thought we would want to do a lot of leveling, and that that's what we quote-unquote should be doing in the game, um, not only just to level our characters, but to experience the content and also to level our garrisons because technically we're just kind of stuck right now at level 92 on a bunch of our characters. So we needed to level our characters. And so, but the problem was that we really kind of felt like that um, we were kind of getting stuck and we were just doing our garrisons and doing our garrisons and doing our garrisons and and actually I mean I wanted to not just say garrisons I mean I was also trying to learn the auction house I was learning other uh, other items um you know learning gold making and stuff like that but for the most part I mean we felt like we were doing a lot of garrisons and not a lot of leveling so um I wrote this big long post and I th- I basically said I feel like I'm driving to this beautiful city and I'm coming over this hill and I look, I I find out I need some gas. So I go turn off into the gas station and I find out that there's a casino and I go in to get some food at the casino and then I end up playing the slot machines and then like five hours later happens and then, you know, and then two weeks happens and I'm still at the casino kind of thing, you know what I mean? And I never got a chance to get to the actual big city. So it's kind of one of those things where, um, you know, I felt a little bit diverted, but it's, you know, it's not something that's Blizzard's fault. It's just kind of something that ended up happening with me. So the funny thing about that is that even after I told myself I was going to spend more time leveling, what have I been spending my time with? Garrisons and 
what else? Garrisons and leveling professions. So, anyways, head over and check that post out. It's really long. It's kind of one of those posts that I do every once in a while where I just kind of get all hoity-toity and all writery and stuff. But I thought it was actually pretty good. I also did mention how um, a lot of gold makers are kind of having problems adapting to the way the garrisons work, gold making wise, compared to the old ways, and how um, trying to use garrisons to make gold the old way is kind of like trying to use a lawnmower engine to 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 power a Ferrari, and like you can either try to do that by tricking it out, or you can just make the best lawnmower engine you can, which actually isn't a perfect comparison, but um, go check it out. So. With all that said, I have tried to do a little bit of leveling, but I keep getting stuck um, by doing more garrisons. So either garrisons are just really strong and they have a huge gravitational pull on me particular, because obviously other people have been able to forget about garrisons and just go level the characters. And also there's a lot of things about garrisons I know that I'm missing out on, like followers and more buildings and everything like that. I'm still just stuck at level two garrisons with like level one profession buildings and only a level two mine. So one of the things I wanted to um, talk about was a post I did about uh, material prices. Um, I basically wanted to, I realized while I was looking at the end of my journal that it was kind of like the 14th or was the last day that was showing on the graphs, meaning that the day after launch was like two weeks ago, right around, and so the Undermine journal graphs showing prices were going to be no longer showing the beginning of the expansion anymore so I took screenshots of all those prices for all the different crafting materials the ore, the herbs, the enchanting materials, the leather and the cloth and put those all up on a post and I also had mentioned some people had said uh, because of the um, uh, uh, basically the gist of that was that ore seems like it's crashed pretty hard um Herbs seem like they've dropped, but they're fairly stable. Um, and um, enchanting mats like draining dust has gone up in in number, although the price is still is to continue to drop because they hotfix that. And I also mentioned how some people had said, oh, one of the gists of that post was that leather seems fairly stable so if you want to be making some money look at potentially looking at getting some leather um or hides whatever you call them now it's not really leather you got to tan it into the leather um but i have to say that um let's see that the funny thing is in the post I had I had seen a few gold makers saying oh I'm going to stock up on ore because they're going to nerf this because it's given too much ore and I'm like I don't know if they're going to nerf it and so in the post I mentioned oh some people are thinking about um are getting are thinking about getting some ore you know stocking up on ore now because it's quote unquote cheap and then like when they nerf it or when they hot fix it it's going to go up in price well what guess what happened I got found out the next day from somebody on twitter that they did nerf it on the 25th <laughs> they did nerf the nodes so i was able to go back to my charts and say yeah because i did mention in the charts in the post that it looked like the ore was going down in volume which i wasn't quite sure why but it turns out that that was a um the day after they nerfed it so if you go there's another post called to to uh 
to stockpile ore or not to stockpile ore that talks it shows the graphs and then shows when the dates that the nerf has happens within you know a little bit updated so it's a little bit more new new and you can definitely see the ore uh, volumes going down although ore prices kind of stayed straight so i wasn't sure if i was gonna stockpile i ended up stockpiling quite a bit i think like 2000 black rock ore at about one under one gold a piece or so and um, probably about a thousand true iron ore at about right under two gold a piece so i mean i probably didn't need to do that prices may go up i'm not counting on them going up but it is nice to kind of get it at what might be the lowest price so i came I, I, I became from a skeptic about the nerf to finding out, oh yeah, there is a nerf to figuring out, oh, I might get some while it's still kind of cheap before the supply runs out. So if you're listening to this, there's already a chance that the price might be stabilized or that ore might be dried up and the price might be going up. You can check the Undermine Journal for your server to figure that out for yourself. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Let's see. Bah, 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 um, what else do we got? Ah, I wanted to mention that we're excited to say that um, we were able to update Grouper, which is our tool where you can just highlight and copy a page full of items off of Wowhead, Undermine Journal, or Wow Auction, and paste them into this box, and then hit Group it now, and it'll create a group for you that you can import into trade skill master so we uh, the undermine journal changed some of the it's the way it did some urls and so we actually went in and were able to modify grouper so that it now works with the new undermine journal which is pretty nice so if you use the deals page or the um, unusual page you can just I just end up highlighting the whole deals page pasting it in and making a group out of it um, and then searching for stuff that's 50% of my auction DB market price or 100% or 100 gold whichever's the minimum so maximum amount I spend is 100 gold anyways the grouper is ready for the new undermine journal if you've used that in the past it's ready for you there okay so um, some thoughts I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some thoughts on garrisons um, I think that this is obviously the biggest question it will probably likely be the biggest question for a long time as far as warlords or drainer gold making is like what do garrisons do you know what can we do with garrisons what what just tell me the tell me the flavor of the month what do i need to do and the truth of the matter is i've been playing around with a lot of the garrisons and i've started to find certain things that i like and i don't like and i'm just going to give you like one example um i kind of like to be able to log into my characters and do a few things in my garrison and then be able to log out um and so, for example, I had a trading post, and that was pretty nice because, you know, I could get the trading materials, and a lot of times I had them already, or or um, even sometimes you can buy the trading materials, although it's not really an effective use of your uh, garrison resources. Sometimes you can buy the garrison resources for 20 gold from the trader, and then trade those in for 30, or sorry, buy the garrison, buy the, <laughs> buy the raw materials for 20 garrison resources, and then turn that in for 30 garrison resources to the guy. So it's not, it's it's earning you 10 garrison resources every time. 
Obviously, if you had the material from somewhere else, that'd be better. Um, trading post, pretty cool. Uh, maybe if I have to go to the auction house or maybe I have to get it off of an alt or something, maybe eventually I'll get to the point where I just have a stockpile in my um, guild bank and I can just pull from that to get garrison resources. Now, the other option is lumber mill. Um, and I had this on my druid. And like this is a, this is a thing, as far as I'm concerned... You know, unless you've done a lot of read a lot of guides or done a lot of research, which obviously I haven't, I'm having to just learn it as I go. But um, you know, the only way you're ever going to really tell if you're going to like a building or not is to, just to build it. So I've I have two, no, I have three alts that are all in the tier two. I have one that's in tier one still, and I'm playing around with a lot of it. And I've actually rebuilt buildings quite a bit. Um, two or three times sometimes, which you know might be a little bit of waste of resources and time, but um, sometimes garrison buildings just don't feel right with the character, and uh, I'll give you a few examples of that. So anyways, my druid had timber with lumber mill, which was kind of cool because, you know, I could go out into the world and mark these trees and bring that, bring back this timber, and that seems pretty cool, except for what if my alt isn't ever really going to do much out in the world on a normal basis? Well, now I have to go out and do what's called active play, meaning I have to actually go out in the world and run around. Maybe maybe I'm just overblowing it. Maybe it would only take me 10 minutes to actually go out and get the timber and stuff like that. But I just was like, eh, I'm just going to build a second trading post. So I built a second trading post, which kind of seems silly, but I, I'm able to get garrison resources that way rather than having to go out in the world, um, something that's more self-contained. Another example is I was like, I think I made, <laughs> my my one guy had a alchemy lab, and then I'm like, no, he had an enchanting place to do enchanting, and then I took that down and I put up a tailoring place, because I'm like, well, I got this extra cloth I can use for tailoring, and th- but I didn't have tailoring, and I'm like, oh, you know what, I don't actually get a lot of extra cloth, because this guy never goes out and kills mobs, so... Unlike my Skinner, who I actually tore down his or her engineering because um, I was going to use up cloth in the tailoring one. So since she ended up with the, she's a Skinner, so she ended up with a lot of extra cloth from killing wolves. Well, now it'll be easy to keep her resources going. Um, so I took off her, um, took off her engineering, which she was just using because she had ore, and I gave her. Um, tailoring so this is what i'm saying like if it feels like your character's not really going to be able to swing the mats maybe look at getting something that they might be able to although you know this could all be bad advice because um you know somebody could figure out oh this is the min max you know this is the ultimate solution for for garrisons is you know get these two buildings and these two buildings and then just do this and then you're you're set to go you know what i'm saying which uh i mean so I guess long story short, just sometimes you just need to go with your gut. And garrisons are so new as it is that I don't really think that, you know, there's any one sweet solution that's going to be better than anything else. Um, okay, so that's a few thoughts on garrisons. I've been spending a lot of time in them. I wish I was not. I keep telling myself that, but I don't know if I should just come to the conclusion that I like playing with the garrisons, kind of like... Oh, I should go play WoW, but I like playing the auction house. Um, so yeah, that that idea of active versus passive play is something that's really interesting. Uh, marking lumber is kind of going out in the world and actively doing stuff. Um, killing mobs and skinning them is active play. Um, uh, getting tailoring, you know, cloth. You need to get to be active out. Although you can get cloth 
and leather from a barn, but in a barn you still have to go actively out into the world and cage the animals, so that's a matter of active play, which is probably why leather um, has kind of maintained some of its value, is that it has a lot of active play. Speaking of, i got to remember to... to uh, go check my barn because I get I put a bunch of put a bunch put a bunch of animals in there to get to get me some leather. So active versus passive play. I mean and it could be that some of your alts really only spend a lot of their time in the garrisons and in that case you might be better to find them passive uh, buildings like the trading post. Uh, or you know where at least you can shift stuff around from another character that might be more active to them. So alright that's thoughts on garrisons and active play. Okay, so um, I did notice something uh, when I was leveling. I spent seven hours. Don't laugh at me. I was too cheap, and I wanted to make sure I didn't spend too much money. But I spent seven hours yesterday leveling up enchanting because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get enchanting so I can disenchant uh, items in Warlords. And then I'm like, okay, I can ja- I can disenchant green and blue items at the if I make myself a building, and I didn't know if I could actually disenchant Warlord's items with level 1, which I might have been able to, but I definitely couldn't enchant any of my older items, so I spent some money and a lot of time leveling up my enchanting, and I'm excited I can finally disenchant, you know, items from Warlord's or Drainer, which is pretty awesome, but 7 hours and probably, oh, I don't know, probably two or 3,000 gold or more, to level up a profession now I understand why Blizzard made it so that you only need level 1 of a profession to actually do the crafts of Warlords, of Draenor so if you start a level 1 enchanter and you don't ever learn any of the middle professions you can still do or the middle things you can still craft items from Warlords of Draenor so that's kind of cool, you don't need to basically spend 7 hours and 7,000 gold or 5,000 gold or whatever to level up and I can understand why they did that now. And my Skinner, who is a level 90, this is probably for the level 90s mainly, but my Skinner, who's a level 90, boost from a level 1, had skinning, and was able to start doing it. And actually, she has leatherworking too, and so she's able to start doing leatherworking stuff right away. From Warlords, she can't do any of the older stuff, but I don't know. It's just kind of interesting how they kind of just leapfrogged all the middle content. It also means that getting into professions, at least warlord professions, is actually quite a bit easier. And my guess is probably because a lot of the professions are tied, all the major profession items are tied behind daily cooldowns. So that's really what they're, you know, hiding them behind. They don't care if you just get to level one. Enchanting, you still have to spend X number of days in order to get all the mats that you require to actually make the items. So. It could end up being that there's more people with professions that are doing the warlord professions and maybe not, well, percentage-wise less that can do the older stuff. So keep that in mind, like, you know, older PvP gear, stuff like that. Speaking of older PvP gear, 476 PvP gear, the crafted malevolent items. I've heard reports from multiple people and I've actually had experience myself that they are still selling... They're selling at least like between 300 to 500 gold. So if you had been in the crafted malevolent market, you might want to check your auction house. Um, I don't really know why these items are selling. I was doing some research on Wildhead and they're the only items that are bind on equip that are 
PvP power, but also I don't I just don't know. Maybe they're like basically the starter PvP gear for the Moist Pandaria. I don't really PvP enough to know, but if somebody else knows out there, feel free to enlighten me, power word gold at yahoo.com as to why the older PvP gear is still selling so well. But um yeah, that is you know, that is a little bit strange that we're still seeing that gear sell, but if you're one of those people that had sold it in the past, I've sold cloth, I'd sold leather, and I'd sold mail, and I'd sold plate in the past, so I had actually some old stock left around. So throw that up on the auction house before all three to five hundred gold, and if you don't have a lot of competition, it'll sell. I mean, it seems to be selling. Um, the other thing that seems to be doing fairly well for me, which is a nice little side market I was thinking would hopefully work, and it actually has worked, is the level 90 Warlords of Draenor items. I believe they're 483 item level, and they're... So if you do a search, like in Trade Skill Master or... Uh, um, the the search for trade skill master slash 90 slash 90 slash i483 slash i483 slash weapon or slash armor anyways or you can just build a custom search in trade skill master or you can figure it out in auctionator i think it's auctionator it's 90 slash 90 slash i483 slash i483 slash weapon or slash armor it's one of those there is a post i have about it up on Powered Gold, so go check that out. Um, those items seem to be selling pretty well. I'm selling them at 250 gold. I'm buying them up under 45 gold or so, maybe slightly more for weapons, maybe you know 50 gold depending, or I might buy 50 gold, but try to hit everything under 45 gold that comes up on the auction house. And I just stick to the level 90s. I don't go above that, although you know if I get drops that are 91, I will. But they've been selling pretty well, so can't complain about that kind of the new small version of the 77 to 80 or the 83 to 84 market so yeah all in all it'll be interesting now that vacation is over thanksgiving break is over uh i'll have less time to play um i might just declare bankruptcy on garrisons for a while and say okay i'm gonna have the x number of time to play i'm not even going to log into my garrisons i'm going to let all my supplies max out i'm going to let all my work orders run out and i'm not going to worry about it because i'm just going to focus on leveling this one character up to 100 just maybe focus on getting one character up to 100 and then see where we go from there i can always come back and worry about my garrisons later because i know that once i start logging into my first garrison then i'm going to log into my second garrison then i'm going to log into my third garrison then i'm going to log into my guy that's selling my items then i'm going to log into my three glyph sellers and then so on and so on and so on so i don't know i'll have to keep you updated on how that goes so all right, well, I think that that's going to wrap it up for episode 91 of the Power Word Gold podcast. Again, since I'm on my own, I like to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. If you have any questions that you'd like to hear answered on the podcast, head over and send us, or just send us an email to powerwordgold at yahoo.com. As always, you can find us on our blog at powerwordgold.net. Our live streams are at twitch.tv slash jimyunkin, Y-O-U-N-K-I-N. You can find us on Reddit at r slash pwgnation. You can find us on Twitter, PowerWordGold, Facebook, PowerWordGold, and also on YouTube. Head over and subscribe. We are PowerWordGold. So, all right. So far, I'm liking Mr. Pandar... Or, sorry. <laughs> I'm liking Warlords of Draenor. I wish I could stop getting... I wish I could detach myself from the garrison so much i don't know i think that part of it is just that it's a new system and there's a lot of moving parts and so that kind of stuff fascinates me and by the way i'm continuing to do my garrison 
mission quests. If you're liking those quests, get two add-ons. There's one called Master Planner. I think that's... Yeah, Master Planner. Uh, I think it's called that. And the other one is called Garrison Mission Manager. So I think it's called Master Planner. If I'm wrong about that, I apologize. There's one that starts with the word master. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Master Plan. Maybe that's what it is. Master Plan. Master Plan and Garrison Mission Manager. These add-ons basically help uh, automate the completion and the quest uh, completion and the reward acceptances so you don't have to click, click every single one a bunch of times and also it'll help show you it'll sort the missions by what you have 100% or what you have the best of and it'll also automatically help you put in the, the right followers for the right quests so it makes it basically does for garrison missions what Trades Go Master and other add-ons do for auctioning. It basically makes the user interface much more streamlined and easy to use. So, Master Plan and Garrison Mission Manager. Uh, yeah, Mission Manager. So, Okay, well that's going to wrap it up for the show, everybody. Thanks for listening, and as always, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Say bye-bye, kitty. <laughs>